Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Preacher Boys podcast. I make this show for you, and I hope that you really enjoy it. I have a lot of people that ask me how they can support the show financially, and you can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash preacherboys. You're going to get access to exclusive content, including early releases of episodes. I've got a couple episodes right now that have been released at least a month early over on Patreon. You've got access to things like unique merch, depending on what tier you join, and you get access to some behind-the-scenes content that I'm posting within the group. So head over to patreon.com slash preacherboys and become a member over there today. Every single supporter helps make this show a little bit more possible, especially as I continue to add additional episodes and content every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get back to the show. Trigger warning. This podcast contains descriptions of various abusive situations. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to the Preacher Boys Podcast, a podcast shedding light on decades of mental, physical, and sexual abuse within the independent fundamental Baptist movement. The testimonies shared on this podcast are told from the personal experience and perspective of the survivors. Not all legal outcomes are known or final. Any suspect is presumed innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. Now, here is your host, Eric Skwarzynski. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Preacher Boys podcast and happy Valentine's Day to all who celebrate. In honor of this special day, we're going to be talking all about the trauma of purity culture, but I'm not doing it alone. I'm joined by Dr. Laura Anderson, the author of the book, When Religion Hurts You. She's a psychotherapist, trauma resolution coach, and consultant, writer, and educator who specializes in complex and developmental trauma, dynamics of power and control, and religious trauma. I'm so excited to have Dr. Laura Anderson on the show with me today. We had a really great conversation where we covered five adverse religious experiences that are common among many who leave high control religious groups. But today I'm just going to share one of those points, which is purity culture. We have a really great conversation on that topic. If you want to hear the other four adverse religious experiences and you don't want to wait until March 10th, you can go over to patreon.com slash preacher boys or click the link in the show notes to get access to our entire hour and nine minute episode that we recorded if you want to listen to it right now. But for anybody else, be sure to check it out when it comes out on March 10th, 2024. All right, guys, without further ado, Let's talk about the trauma of purity culture. This is something that, I mean, 99% of people I talk to have said they've been affected in a negative way by. Why do you think purity culture has been so harmful? Again, this could be a whole podcast episode. Yeah. Um, and why do you think that it's something that is like a consistent experience across the board, even amid, like different denominations, different religious contexts? Like this mm -hmm. one seems to really hit a mm -hmm. lot of people. Yeah. So I think it, it's important to note for the purposes of this conversation, we really are talking about purity culture in line with abstinence and virginity. When we look at the history of purity culture, we are we know there is deeply racist roots. We know that it goes beyond just sexual purity. Mm -hmm. um, but for this conversation, we'll kind of keep it under this under this umbrella. <laughs> you there know, you go. Another we, all, flip. We, we all love our umbrellas. So in terms of like why the impact and then kind of like, why do we see this in other religions as well or other systems as well? I really believe that our sexuality is 
the essence, the core of who we are. And when I say sexuality, I do not just mean like, who are we smashing genitals with? I mean, like the way that we navigate through the world, how we engage in relationships, how we make decisions, social justice issues, um, what we're passionate about, that's all connected to our inherent sexuality. And, and that is very dangerous for systems that want to control you because that means you're tapping into yourself for wisdom and knowledge and direction and choice rather than them. And so if we can vilify that part of us, I think that leads it to be easier to control somebody or a whole group of people. I know that that probably could be a much bigger discussion there, sure. but I think that also kind of answers the, that second or just like, why, why do religions in particular do this? It's, it's that answer, but it's essentially stripping away everybody of their core humanness hmm. and putting it under the authority of whatever the rules of that group are. And how can we not be impacted by that hmm. on an individual level? You know, we think about just the physiological and psychological impacts that can have, but it impacts our relationships. It impacts like generational pieces. It impacts hmm. how we operate in the world. It impacts legislation. It impacts all sorts of different, uh, different, you know, areas of our lives. And so, you know, in the work that I do at the center for trauma resolution and recovery, we, you know, of the clients that come in, I would say 90 to 95% of them are all working through something related to purity culture and, or it pops up in the work, even if that wasn't yeah. what they were coming in for to begin with. Yeah. I, I think, again, this goes back to things that just go into your default operating system. And like, because again, so many people are raised with these kinds of teaching. Yeah. Um, you know, I've mentioned on the show, like, men are taught like, Hey, sex is awesome. Don't have it. And yeah. don't ask questions about it. Um, <laughs> girls are taught like, you know, you're not really interested in sex. You're interested in the emotional side. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, all of the things of, you know, women want love, men want respect, like all that yeah. teaching just falls into the default. But even beyond that, cause I think I've talked about that so much on the show, the two things that have really, I feel like are underserved in this conversation is men are affected by purity culture teaching too, because I think yes. there's things about, you know, cutting off emotion, being taught you're not emotional, being mm -hmm. taught you can't control yourself, being taught, like there's yes. so much. And I think it gets glossed over because men on the surface benefit from the system. But the truth is you're not really benefiting. Yeah. You're just not yeah. being outright abused yeah. in the way that many people are who are, yeah. you know, in the female side of this conversation. Yeah you're being trained to be abusive in many mm -hmm. cases. And yeah. again, it may give you more power, but is that something that's beneficial to a fulfilling life? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think there's a single man I've worked with or talked to that has come out saying, yeah, purity culture was actually really beneficial for me. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, then, you know, a lot of times the amount of shame well, I think everybody experienced shame and a huge amounts of it just in different ways, like mm -hmm. coming from different places. But the amount of shame that I hear from the men that I've talked to, it, it's astronomical. I mean, mm -hmm. they are scared of themselves. They are feel feels like they're out of control. They're this sexual animal that is never satiated and 
has no control over their body and what their body will do in the presence of a female that, you know, might make them stumble, you know, mm -hmm. like it's just, it, it's so much. And I, I grew up with male siblings. So I felt like I actually have a pretty balanced perspective of like the impact on men as well as my lived experience as a woman. And, and I really remember, and obviously purity culture, high control religion taught me to think like this, mm -hmm. but I really thought at the time men had it way worse because they just were mm -hmm. so uh, visual and they couldn't help themselves and they were lusty creatures and like all these things. And I was really convinced like it is my job as their sister and then mm -hmm. as a sister in Christ to make sure that I did whatever I needed to do, whether mm -hmm. that was change the way I talked or walked or dressed or how I did my hair or who I interacted with, or even dumbing myself down, silencing myself so that I wouldn't be too threatening or intimidating or smart. Um, I wanted to make sure I was doing everything that I could because these men had it so hard and I didn't want to be the thing that was making it more difficult for them. It's undue pressure on both sides. But I think one of the things that you, you're kind of leading into is like the way you view yourself in these systems from the female side. I mentioned the male side, mm -hmm. but from the female side, um, I just interviewed Alice Gretchen. Um, oh, yeah. That episode should be coming out soon. Um, but or actually, it'll. let me rephrase that. That episode came out already when this awesome. episode is out. <laughs> and so people can go listen to that. But yeah. I know in her book, she gets very detailed about that experience and talks mm -hmm. about, you know, modeling for the first time and seeing pictures of herself mm -hmm. and all of the thought processes of, you know, one to even start doing that career mm -hmm. felt like this, I'm, it's a violation of everything I was ever taught and that I'm completely, you know, giving myself over to a, a horrible lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But then the part that really hit me is when she gets her first photos back, and she had this moment of like being disassociated from the experience of going, who is this person? Mm -hmm. Like this person is beautiful. This person looks mm -hmm. this way. That can't be me. Cause I'm not supposed to look like that. Yeah. And I think that again, there's so much self-worth that gets affected when you're saying, like you said, I have to dumb myself down. I have mm -hmm. to look a certain way. I've, I've talked to women who literally got in trouble in college for having uh, wet hair because people yeah. might think, Oh, you know, they were just in the shower. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking about them in the shower now. Yeah. It's like, it's these bizarre things that shouldn't even be part of your day-to-day -day yeah. thinking. Mm -mm. Um, how do you go about working on the self-worth side of things when you've been mm -hmm. objectified from the time you're a little kid and yeah. by family, by friends, by pastors, like, how do you go about becoming like an actualized person that can go like, this is me. This is mm -hmm. what I like to wear. This is who I like to be. This is mm -hmm. how I like to talk. And I'm smart. I'm going to let myself be smart. Like, how do you go about embracing that and reclaiming that? Yeah. So I consider purity culture a form of sexual abuse. Hmm. Um, I know some people think that that's a really extreme way. I'm very careful to differentiate. I'm not calling it sexual assault. Sexual assault is a specific act that happens against somebody. Uh, it's an act of sexualized violence. But when we look at abuse and what that is, I believe purity culture falls under that. It is misusing our sexuality uh, for an unintended purpose. And so 
I say that because I think that can help us frame like those questions, like how do you heal? Like how do you get some of this back? Because what the research actually does show is that the impacts of purity culture are hand in hand with how somebody uh, is impacted by sexual assault. Um, and that is researched hmm. like that when people are, have experienced like the teachings and practices of purity culture, and maybe they leave it, their physiological embodied responses and the way they interact with themselves, the world and other relationships is almost identical to how sexual assault survivors navigate the world as well. And there's research to back that up. Hmm. It's wild. Yeah. 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 The amount of shame, the amount of, I mean, at the very least, there's a lot of grooming within that. Right. <laughs> within that yeah. world. And, and, and uh, yeah, I was going to say someone recently was on the show and she was talking about, she was saying like, I feel like everybody in our denomination was groomed with oh, the yeah. way that sexuality was taught. And, yeah. and p- some people were pretty upset about that statement, but I think that's a hundred percent right. Like when you're hearing yeah. preaching about, Hey, your infant daughter should not wear sleepers because it looks like pants. You know, like yeah. One, the immediate question I have as a parent now is like, who the heck is in the room that's like yeah. stumbling over this thought? Because we should deal with them. Mm-hmm. And the other piece of that is like, from an early age, you're being taught like you are a piece of meat to be bought and sold. You're the you're owned by you're your dad. Object. You're yeah. sold off to your husband. Yeah. Like, yeah. If that's not grooming, I don't know mm-hmm. what is. I would completely agree with you. And so I think it's very important then that we actually look at purity culture using those words and those terms and and the physiological symptoms that arise from that, because not only does that accurately describe the experiences, it also leads us towards the healing pieces of it. Yeah. What are the interventions that we can use? Like we, I don't need to go create a new uh, a sexual trauma therapy for purity culture survivors, I can already mm-hmm. use what's out there. Sure. Um, and, and it shows the validity of like, yep, what happened really was that bad. And I, I think it just gives us a wealth of resources out there to be able to work with this. And, and I think then kind of going back to the beginning of the purity culture piece is like, because it's all encompassing, of course, it encompasses the self-worth piece. I think you know, as we get back into our bodies in healthy ways, as we learn that, like, not only do we have a body, but our bodies are good. And, you know, like our sexuality is good. Mm. Like, that's how we can then start to branch out and really figure out, like, who am I apart from these things that happened to me or these beliefs and practices that I had or potentially the trauma that resulted from all of this? Right. And, and even, more so when someone is sexually abused physically yes. in coordination with that teaching, which yeah. is I'm encountering a lot where, you know, they were already taught to be ashamed. They're already taught all these things are already taught. If you lose your virginity, mm-hmm. um, which that whole terminology, it's such a, it's such a harmful thing. And then, so you have people who are raped or sexually assaulted yeah. who are going okay, well now I'm not even pure. Like there's layers of that. And that ties into now more fear of hell. Like there's, there's so many layers to this stuff that I think is so horrific. And and beyond that, just like, again, the fact that you're, you know, you can't wear a pair of pants without feeling slutty, you know, like, cause that's the way you were taught. It's, it's, 
it's a mess to unwind all of that stuff. I'm going to get you back into today's episode in just a moment, but first I want to thank the sponsor that is making today's episode possible, and that sponsor is Factor. Factor creates no prep, no mess meals. You can meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, no matter how many podcasts you're recording, going up and down the stairs, trying to take meetings, whatever you're doing, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. And I can say this from experience. They were kind enough to send me a couple of meals for this week, and I enjoyed one just shortly before reading this ad, and it is amazing. And with 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. You can make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert and stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. And these aren't meals that skimp on quality either. You've got things like filet mignon, shrimp, blackened salmon, and so much more. So if you want to try it, go head over to factormeals.com slash preacherboys50 and use code preacherboys 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code PREACHERBOYS50 at factormeals.com slash PREACHERBOYS50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Go check out Factor and now check out the rest of this episode. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at what are some resources that you find? You mentioned like you don't need to go create a whole new resource. There's resources out there. Mm-hmm. What are some resources that people should check out for this conversation? Yeah, the one that I think is probably the most accessible is a book by Peter Levine called, oh gosh, I think it's called Sexual Healing. <laughs> um, okay. And it's, it, it is for people who have endured sexual assault, sexual abuse, things like that. It is only available on audiobook, which I actually prefer because he has sure. a very soothing voice and he leads you through exercises. The reason I always choose that book as a resource is because it is full of information. So he does help you understand what is happening in your body and why it is that you're having these responses, like what mm. sexual trauma does to you like the the psychological pieces but then he also gently leads through exercises that help to get you back into your body that help to uh help you to um be able to create your body as a safe place to be and so it's really you know laying the foundation now obviously if everybody could work with a uh, body-based trauma resolution, you know, practitioner, that would be ideal. But mm-hmm. I do know that sometimes that's not feasible for a variety of reasons. So that is the direction that I tend to point people in. 
when there just aren't the resources or we're just tiptoeing into this and we don't know if we want to like give our time and money to that. I also think Hillary McBride's book, Wisdom of the Body, can be really helpful in this case too. You beat me to the punch on that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so gentle yeah. as is, you know, Hillary, I mean, it's like, can hear Hillary's voice through through the words as you're reading them. She's um, someone I recommend audiobook yeah. if possible. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So Peter Levine is like the male version where he just really has that very inviting, warm, comforting voice. Hmm. And um, there's like a sincerity and kindness behind it, which I think is true of Hillary as well. Um, and so I would say like those two books are really great because it, again, it, it gives you the informational side of it, like the education side, but then it also leads you through some very gentle practices to start getting you back in your body, which really is the foundation for any sort of trauma resolution. Uh, yeah, that's where I would yeah. start. Oh, great. Um, so when I write a book, I'll have Peter Levine do the audio books. So yes. We'll have to hear this for <laughs> nine hours straight, you know? <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Preacher Boys podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, please leave a review on iTunes and don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at Preacher Boys Doc. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.